Welcome back to another episode of Life the Lost. I am Megan. And I am Sam. And if you are new here, this is our podcast. I think we just kind of talk about ourselves. Yep. <laughs> talk about our week. We are two Peruvian adoptees living in New York City. West side of Manhattan. Yes. Let's talk about our highs and lows for the week. Highs and lows. Lows is this weekend was supposed to be a pretty fun weekend for Maya. We had Maya this weekend and the lows was is that we ended up having to take her to the emergency room on Friday morning because she was having a terrible, terrible, terrible um, migraine. And um, I think we ended up figuring out she might have had the flu. Although the flu test was negative, we didn't know that before we took her. So that was a probably big, big low. A big high, I'd say, was maybe just uh, spending a little t- time having a little dinner with my mom. My mom visited and brought Maya some stuff to help her with her cold, like ginger ale and some mac and cheese that she was craving. And we got to spend a little time with her, and that was nice. So very, uh, yeah, could have been better, but definitely happy that Maya's okay and not having serious medical issues or anything and yeah that uh other than that yeah I think that's my highs and lows yeah that's definitely a low for me too it was um pretty scary and the high would be Ooh, Oreo relax (laughs) he's mad because we took a toy away from him but he's making so much noise uh, the high would be that today is officially day eight of waking up at 4 a.m. And I didn't think I'd be able to do it on the weekends because people sleep in on the weekends. I always say that that's my rest day, my rest days. And so it, I thought it would be a lot harder, but it was actually really nice. It was very quiet, except Maya's been up every day around like five, six with a fever. So mm. that's been a bit of a, a bummer. But yeah. yeah, she's feeling better. So while we're on the subject of like ER visits, I wanted to just talk a little bit about Maya's too really quick. It was actually really scary. I thought it was going to be a neurological thing because we didn't just bring her into the emergency room because we thought she was sick or had a virus or the flu. I mean, she's been sick plenty of times. We've been sick plenty of times before and we've been it's been fine and I think the scary part was that she was complaining and crying and really really upset about her eyes and her head hurting. I don't think she's ever had, I mean, she's maybe had a headache before, but this was just intense. She couldn't bear any kind of light. She was very weak. You had to carry her down the stairs outside to the hospital. I wasn't sure if we needed to call the ambulance or like maybe just me panicking. Yeah. um, (laughs) No, like that's kind of what I was saying a little bit later on the day after when we were trying to get, give my, her medicine. I had, uh, given her um the wrong dose um i gave her the children's children's dose and not the dose that she should have had and her fever kept going stabilizing and kept going a little bit up and i realized that we all realized that and so we were a little like nervous like because but she was she was feeling very nauseous and i was really trying hard not to panic in that situation and (laughs) and i was panicking yeah so like because like you know when you panic you make very brash decisions and so i was trying to like try and make the most calculated logical decision in the moment 
in a very like panic because I was I was really feeling the pressure too um, of trying to not make a hasty decision. Um, but that was kind of like that night in that morning when we woke up, I, I came in and she had a really bad headache and I was thinking like, um, maybe we should give her some headache, headache medicine. And you're, you're like, no, I don't think so. Because you're giving me very, very, ultimately I'm really happy and I'm really thankful that we went. Also the questions that you were posing in my head were like very, I was half asleep, mind you, but I was yeah. really trying hard to like assess the situation and you're making very logical points. And I was like, all right, let's just, let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> and so we ended up going, which is, re- I'm really happy that we did because then we could just, you know, I'm always uh, an advocate for the benefit of the doubt. Like I'd rather go and it be nothing than not go. And it ended up, God forbid, being something. So. Yeah. I just wanted somebody to look at her and just tell me that it's nothing neurological because I really thought that it was going to be something I, I didn't know. I mean, you, you Google up these symptoms of like, like severe eye pain, severe head pain. It was at the side of her head and the top of her head and everything from like having a stroke to make sure they're not going to have a seizure just started really freaking me out. And I think that I've never dealt with anything like head trauma and I, we didn't have her the week before so I was also a little nervous like did she fall did she hit her head is yeah. this like from something else and uh I was like I just don't want to I don't want to wait an hour there two hours to possibly get a doctor's appointment and then for them to say I don't know maybe you should go to the emergency room because that has happened plenty of times to us where we've gone into urgent care and they're like okay I think you need to go to the emergency room and then you've just sat there and wasted half the day just trying to yeah. get into urgent care like me. Yeah, like you. <laughs> My silly predicament to the emergency room. Which this year you've gone twice. Yeah, some stupid shit. And the um, first time was for what? The first time was for my foot. I had, I think I had, honestly, I think I had like some stress fractured my foot. I'd been complaining about it prior to going to the emergency room. I'd been running back to back those days and I think that day I had run and I had went to the gym and worked on my calves and I think I put a little bit too much extra strain on my foot and it just to the point where it was really hard to like walk and I got home and I was just had prior I had talked to you prior about my how my foot felt and today that day was like it was just pretty bad and I was like maybe I should go to the emergency room because it feels kind of funny and so when you got home you told me that your foot was going numb it was and that's what i was like wait it's going numb yeah and i was like i don't i think that's really really bad like we need to go to the doctor like right now we need to go to urgent care at least because trying to convince you to go to urgent care is like yeah, but we ended up going... Oh, yeah, we did go to urgent care. Because it got worse. Yeah, and they said that they couldn't feel a pulse in my foot and that she said that things like this, it could be a matter of time that potentially something worse could happen. So she advised me to just go straight to the emergency room, which we ended up going across town. And she printed out the papers and we ended up going and we got into a wheelchair and they asked me what's going on. And I told them, I gave them the piece of paper. We had waited there for a little bit and they they put, they put took us through these, these screen doors and we made a, a left and we were the last one on that mini emergency room section 
And then from there, we waited like an hour and a half. And then a doctor came in and tried to feel my pulse and put like the heart telescope thing on it and couldn't feel it and needed a second opinion. And then that doctor kind of couldn't feel anything. And then they brought in a specialist of like circulation or blood flow or something. And they brought in that. Yeah, they brought in that that telescope thing that was trying to listen for it was kind of like a tethoscope but it was more it was kind of had it was a machine like this weird square machine and she was trying to find a pulse and yeah i think she was maybe the third or fourth person who was sitting there trying to figure it out or trying to find it so it was a little nerve-wracking yeah and i was really scared because they said that they couldn't feel a pulse and that i might need to go into immediate surgery to I don't know, reestablish. They it might have been a blood clot. Yeah, to reestablish, like, blood flow to my leg. And I was, like, completely in shock. And and this nurse was coming over asked, telling me to put an IV in. And I was like, really, I do not like needles. And I was telling this, like, her, I think it was her, um, don't, I, I, do we really need this? I don't, I don't know. Can we just wait a few minutes? I, I, I really would like to just figure it out. And I was like really like questioning why she needed to put that IV in, the one that like stays in you, like for like surgeries or long stays in the hospital. And so I don't need to re-stick you. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I'll take my chances if they need to re-stick me. I ended up spending the whole day there only to find out that everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, they said he just has bad circulation. Really? Yeah, you just have Some not that good crap. circulation. Because your feet are always cold. I think they were questioning too because your feet were so much colder than your hands and the rest of your body. And that was kind of a, a thing too. But it was very interesting. And then when he finally came back from the cat scan. No, I had an x-ray. Was it and an they x-ray? decided that there were eight people in front of me from like a serious oh, issue yeah. and that I could wait like five hours or I could just go home because everything looks okay. I was like, I'll die. after like being there for like literally like 10 hours. Yeah. I was like, I just want to go home. It was nighttime. Yeah. And I was out. like literally fighting with the doctor by having them remove my, my IV in me because it was hurting. And I just remember telling the doctor, I was like, hey, can I take this IV out? And the doctor's like, well, we don't really know the results of your testing and so because we might need to do further testing i'm advising you not to take that out and i said i understand that but i don't give a fuck it hurts take it out now or i'm taking it out myself (laughs) i swear i was like that i was like i don't care and then he ended up saying like fine and he ended up getting a nurse to come over and take it out because I literally, I don't like that shit. I don't like needles. I don't, I don't like it. So I was never had a, an overnight stay at the hospital. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to tell somebody to go fuck themselves. Like straight up. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like if, if something hurts me or something is bothering me, you're going to know about it because that's just my only, that's my only way I can find help. <laughs> if I tell somebody that I'm not okay, like they have to listen to me or it's the consequences of, of my... Uh, Which is only going to hurt you. My badger. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... You've but, taken out the but, IV. But that's me knowing, like, I know the consequences of my decisions. Like, yeah. I know potentially I'm going to get stuck more than once. And to me, that's okay. I just don't like something consistently inside of my yeah. body. It's just the thought of it just freaks me the fuck out. It so. is kind of gross. Yeah, and it was hurting. It was like... It felt like weird. I couldn't do anything. My arm was kind of going now. I was like, yo, get this shit out of my fucking arm. Yeah, it's like a um, like a flexible plastic in <sighs> yeah, your vein. It's and it's disgusting. really uncomfortable. Oof, yeah. I don't know how you do it, but. 
I was in the emergency room, and then they transferred me to another hospital, and I was there for about three days with a kidney infection. So it was a little, you know, it, it's bothersome, but I don't know. I just think, okay, it's giving me water. It's giving me medicine. It's hydrating me. I'm just hoping that it's going to be better. The one thing I didn't like, though, in the emergency room, because there was so many, I mean, this was 2021, so still pandemic was pretty crazy. And uh, the, the emergency room was packed. Like, it felt like building blocks, like Tetris like blocks. We were just all packed in there. And they didn't have anywhere to put the IV. Usually they put on this rolling thing. And when so they said, the when I was in there, yeah, they said, uh, if I need to go to the bathroom, I need to take the bag with me off the, it, it was a, a hanger that didn't roll. I need to take it off and then I need to go to the bathroom on my own. And that was uncomfortable because you're, you, one arm has an IV, the other hand is like holding it up and you're trying to go to the bathroom, you're trying to shut the door, you're trying to like do your thing. It was just so not fun because you're pulling on the IV on accident. Like you're not meaning to, but like it's not easy to get around all of these beds, to get around people, to wait. It was really big mess. It was about one bathroom for about 50 of us. That wasn't fun. That's the, that's the thing about New York City and the hospitals. I can't really attest for like for Brooklyn or Queens or Staten Island or... I can attest maybe a little bit for the Bronx, um, but Manhattan, the the emergency rooms are just bullshit. Like, it's just so ridiculously slow. You, you know, you're just always, whenever you go into the emergency for any kind of ailment, just like you have to expect six to eight hours to stay. And I guess maybe the older I've gotten, the less like patient I've gotten where I'm just like, literally I'm waiting for an hour and a half just to just to find somebody to tell them something mm-hmm. only to wait another hour to like get a response back after they say okay let me let me ask the doctor yeah it's like, dude like so then i end up more recently this year i just make a hassle i'm just like yo i'm fucking tired i want to go home like <laughs> you know if you if honestly if you weren't there i just like and i was literally waiting for discharge papers for like an hour i'm out yeah <laughs> they can bill me like they all any they do anyways yeah so i'm just i'm just leaving um yeah when we went for Thmaya just recently we go into there's a kind of a separate er quick. for kids and it was kind of nice because but when we got in there there was one nurse and it was completely desolate i didn't even know that there was more than like two people in there that had already been waiting and it was just it was so weird there's nobody there and then finally somebody well, it was came a friday in morning yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were just changing shifts, too. Yeah. And uh, somebody had come in, and she, I was like, is the, that girl right there the only nurse? And she's like, I have no idea. I just got here. And then she started talking to us about the strikes that are happening yeah, on Monday. Yeah. And I was like, is that why nobody's here? Like, I kept, I'm trying to be kind about it. I'm like, can you, up, can, we please, <laughs> can we please get somebody in here to look at Maya? Because, mind you, I'm still thinking this is like a neurological thing. Especially because when Maya came down off her bed, she kind of tripped over herself, which isn't like abnormal for Maya. She's a little bit clumsy, but I just, I didn't know. And so when I, when we first got there, they had told Sam and I that only one parent was allowed. I just completely oh, man, bypassed that, that. that. I didn't even like look at them or acknowledge what they were saying because I was like, well, unless you pry me off of Maya or away from Maya, I'm not doing anything so i just ignored yeah, I don't it completely know, i don't know how anybody who has kids feels but 
um, becoming a parent, I've had a huge long nag of, of especially being a dad of not being, of taken, of not being taken as seriously as moms in general. And so when we got there and I was literally holding my daughter in my arms, um, they had the audacity to, after I brought her down and I went through the metal detector, they said, you could only have one parent. I'm just like, yo, straight up go fuck yourselves because how dare you tell a child that only one of their mom or dad can be there when this child is scared, this child is nervous, has no idea what's going on, has a crazy bad headache, and for all we know, could be something life-threatening. So excuse you, I'll take my chances on whatever you think, because they said it was literally just for like the flu or like COVID. They I'm said like, since COVID, I'm like, their yo, new protocols. Shut, fuck, take your protocols and shove them in your fucking ass, man. I'm going with my child and, and, and her mom is too, you know? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll get COVID. It's fine. Like, I, I'd rather be there for my daughter than to just wait outside for yeah. God knows how long. You know, I don't even know if there's even service in there at the, at the time. So, you know, yeah, and, and you told them like, I no, told them, I'm they, like, she needs both parents. Um, yeah, I was like, that's bullshit. Like, we're like, I was, I was, t- and he was like, well, hopefully they'll let them in. I'm like, yeah, hopefully, because I'm going in either way. And I got scared. <laughs> yeah. He, in my head, I was like, the worst case scenario, he'll like f- force us to leave. Like, you're going to have to grab my arm to make me leave because yeah. this is like a really big deal and I'm really freaking out. So we got to the front desk finally after that. And they were asking questions and I don't like sometimes how they're just so laid back. Like this woman was pulling apart wristbands and printing things out and writing like things down and texting. And I'm just sitting there thinking this could be serious. So I lied and I said that her temperature was 104 degrees. I don't remember what else I said, but I was like, I'm going to say whatever. Like I'll just amp up these symptoms because... I just really want her to be seen right away. I feel sometimes I feel a little bad saying that because I'm like, okay, well, what if there's somebody else like who needed to be seen more? But like, I was like at the time, it's just it's just really important that we that we rule out worst case scenario here. And it was really nice because they did pull us back right away, and she did actually get to see a doctor right away, which was good. I was a little frustrated because in the beginning, the the nurse literally forgot to even take her temperature, and just I I've been in the doctor recently about six times the past month just trying to fight figure out this like mystery thing that's going on with me so i know like literally the nurse comes in they will take your temperature they'll take your pulse and they'll take your uh blood pressure yeah well pulse with the blood pressure but it's um the oxygen level sorry and when they didn't take her temperature it's like i'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful but what are you doing like you you need to be doing this like you're missing a step so just trying to keep myself in check while I was there trying to have urgency and but also not be rude because I'm not trying to like spoil you know yeah and they're like talking about how nurses need to get you know how there's issues with the nurses and shit and then and here I go seeing a nurse that's like seems like very like nonchalant about her job and it's like yo like there's maybe there's a reason why you know (laughs) I don't know because uh you know if I was somebody gonna give nurses more money why why should i give you more money when you're not being attentive to patients especially my daughter like forgetting that shit like i don't know it's the emergency room is like the the only place i feel like you can't not be on your p's and q's you know it's life and death at at all times like i don't know that maybe that's why i never would work in an emergency room because i i can never be like that i'm not i can't be always on point whenever i sign in to work to a certain extent 
but I tried my best. But I was just, I was just looking it up and said nurses have said chronic understaffing has left them overworked and patients unserved. Underserved. Underserved. Yeah. The state has the authority to penalize hospitals that fa- that fail to meet state regulation regulated staffing requirements. Well, I mean, Mount Sinai doesn't seem, from my experience from Mount Sinai, it seems like the nurses are completely fine and that they're just lazy, <laughs> to be honest. Um, sources, brief on talks, blah, blah, blah. This yeah. is like an article? Yeah, it's on uh, uh, Fox 4 New York. Sources briefed on the talk said that there appeared to be some progress at Mount Sinai West on Sunday, but not at the hospital's main campus, which we were at. Okay. Where an 18% raise over the three years remained on the table. A source said that demands for additional payment, pay and enhancements for senior nurses were still in dispute. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's those... I mean, it's it's like you always want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but when when you're in a an emergency, like and and you feel like life is there's like a crisis, like I need you guys to be with me on the same page because I'm like I, I just need somebody who has like a medical degree, like you are a professional. I just need you to come look. But I was very grateful that they a doctor did come look right away. And why is because I had said her temperature was 104, but when he came to us, I told him what it what it really originally was because also not trying to like lie for like some weird medical diagnosis I, d- I didn't know I, I was like okay I'll like this is what it really was but he was a little frustrating I told him like that Maya's demeanor was really off she was acting really weird and he's like well well like of course it's because she was it's because she's sick and I'm just like like no shit but like this is different so everything I said he just kind of battled with me and acted like it was nothing it did bother me that he didn't even think like that it wasn't anything neurological so I had asked him point blank like can you maybe take a scan to just make sure rule out this headache and he's like it's probably just one of these many viruses going around and I don't know and I was like but it's a little odd that she's never been screaming of head pain or eye pain before so I think it's a little weird and he said well we'll just give her some Motrin for her. or he wanted to give her Tylenol and uh something else I forgot ibuprofen maybe uh for the headache and then he left and then it was interesting because another doctor came in the supervising doctor yeah she came in and that was I forget that's what they do like um I think when doctors get out of their graduate they go to the residency where a lot of them have to work like all the facets of the hospital workings uh, in I think the two years I think the residency is and they cycle through a lot of them have to go to the emergency room and then other places um but there's always like a senior doctor who ends up specializing I think in the ER so okay. they can oversee these kind of junior people okay. and get a, a double assessment after the junior people see them which is why she ended up coming and which is why she seemed a lot more reasonable yeah. she seemed a lot more understanding as well as i i think i assume that she might have been a parent too so she could kind of see like you know you could feel that like she, okay she, i could feel her urgency and that she like equally she heard you being out understanding and she was of like, what i was yeah thinking. she was like let me just do all these more wait tests. here yeah and so we don't just kick you out of here yeah and like let's just see because he like, was like okay you guys can leave 
Yeah. And that just, I think that just comes with like inexperience on top of like maybe not being a parent himself. Yeah. It's not a knock on him, but it's hard when you're dealing with parents, when you're dealing with people who, you know, somebody's very like, it's not just they're going in for themselves. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like in a, a assessment of his annual report, I'd say that he might need a little bit more experience with dealing with specific, you know, specifically families and, yeah. and parents and being able to um, empathize with their concerns and not seem like he's not caring of what they have to say. Definitely. So. And she was doing like looking in her eyes, doing kind of different tests and that giving you specific better. things of what could be signs of neurological things and yeah. saying that, you know, her neck can move and it's not stiff, which is a big indicator of something potentially neurological. Yeah. So that, that put, made me feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, so when he came back, I felt like, all right, whatever, you know? Yeah. It was interesting because she also gave a different medicine. She's like, oh no, because Maya was panicking. She doesn't like taking medicine. So when she heard she has to take two, that the, the other doctor, the supervising doctor said, oh, it's okay. We'll just give you one. We'll just give you Motrin. And it was good. That was fine. Um, she was like Sam said, more understanding. So that was... (laughs) <laughs> that was our time there and they did let us both in the nurse commented on how there's only supposed to be one person one parent as well but nobody we didn't like i said unless you're going to forcefully take us out then then we're both staying and we did we ended up both staying it's um like an interesting situation because sometimes you know they're like oh g- give give this uh give your sweater to mom or let mom have the water and maya just looked at me and i just looked at her and I just I was like if you if you want to tell them I'm not your mom that's cool like that's the look I gave her but and I'm not gonna fight you on that I'm just trying to be here because I'm just trying to support you and it's like I knew that if somebody asked me if I'm mom that I probably would tell the truth but I was like we will get to that wrong when we come to it moment. yeah you know, she didn't really I don't think she really cared at the mind, yeah, yeah. So that was that, and we got home in record time. We were only there for about, I'd say, two and a half hours. Yeah, and I think, it, you know, it was nice that she went to the child emergency room. Yeah. Which, she, I'm, you know, I'm happy that they were able to see people and get them out sooner. Yeah, because there's a lot of sick kids, and the person next to us, it was a little sad. She came for the second time to the emergency room with her son, and they said... Uh, she said that he has been um, getting sick for the entire week, throwing up for the whole week, that he's had fevers, and that only has been eating liquids. And that guy doctor was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. The normal human body can last only on liquids for some time. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, dude, that's like, oh, my God, I would be so panicking if Maya was throwing up all week and could didn't want to eat any food and only wanted liquids like and somebody would just be like oh yeah the normal human body like ow i don't know i'd be like can i just please see another doctor because this is this isn't too much yeah which i can to a certain extent see where he could come from too because you know he's like from my experience too with like people who are very like panicky it, like panicky me. i'm just like yo it's all right i see i know i know i know i know i, I see it like but just it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so I, but, but like, I, like I said, there's a, there's a 
there's a time and place for me with that. And in a professional setting, when it's somebody else's like, you know, somebody, somebody completely that you don't even know to be like, it's all right. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm nitpicking crazily hard, (laughs) but I feel like he could have been a little bit more empathetic to everything that, you know, was going on. Even by just saying like, Hey, like, Oh, that's like a bummer. Like, let's just run a few more tests because that's all I wanted. (laughs) Like, literally just like, look at my face and just be sincere. Like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, I hear that. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, just okay. say like, no, I no, that makes sense. Or... That that is very concerning. Yeah, um, anything. I'm gonna talk to the, do- the the senior doctor, and um, she's gonna come over in a little bit, and I'm gonna, you know, for now, I'm just gonna give her blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then when the senior doctor comes, explains it, then he comes back to me like, yeah, you know, that it's a sell it. You know, you gotta sell it. What always know. makes me feel good when I'm at the doctor is like when they say, oh, let's try to figure out a health plan moving forward. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Let's and it's funny because I always thought like too that it's which is interesting because all my life going to the emergency room and a lot of the time it ends up being nothing. And this year was the time that it ended up potentially being something else. Because mm-hmm. remember the with my foot and apparently I need like immediate surgery almost. Yeah. It was like literally like this close to getting. I was like, what? Like literally, it they felt literally, like a bad dream. Like mm-hmm. to me, I was just like, yo, I don't. I, think it's nothing but i'm just gonna go in because it hurts and maybe i need a cast literally for them to mark yeah to mark incision points for my Mm -hmm. foot yeah i'm like dude this is a fucking joke like are you kidding me right now like you know it's like it's like the boy who cried wolf you know it's like the one who (laughs) like literally like somebody saying oh yeah no that really happened you know that 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 kid died and you're like what what yeah and you're you're actually a suspect like what I was just kidding. Then why would you lie? I'm like, but uh, I, I didn't. I, 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 I saw him. I heard him <laughs> scream, though. I mean, but like, I didn't think, you know, the, he always screams. The crazy thing about you in the emergency rooms, which kind of drives me nuts, is they'll like be like, okay, yeah, so what's going on? And you're like, yeah, well, like, I'm not really sure. Like, I think my foot is a little numb. And it's like, yeah, just kind of feeling weird. And that's how Maya was, too. They were like, oh, like, what's going on? She's like, you know, do you have a, I heard your head's hurting. Yeah, it's kind of hurting. I'm like, you guys were just, Maya was just freaking out prior for her to just be like, yeah, I think it's hurting. And you, I'm like, yo, we're in the emergency room. Like, please just tell them like what is happening. Not like, yeah, I think it's all right. Yeah. And like yeah, the second time I went with like the seat, the, with my hernia, I thought I had a hernia mm-hmm. legit. I was like, yo, it's game over. I finally got popped. And then I went in and the, like, to the emergency, to the ER, um, to the urgent care. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't, I feel a little something there, but, you know, I think maybe it's your best bet to go in. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I ended up going in and they ended up looking at it and examining it only to actually give me another CT scan mm-hmm. and uh, ultrasound in my groin. Oh, yeah. And I was talking to this Russian lady about, about Russia. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, and she was just talking a lot about where, how Russia was, and how it is now, and how you know you can't say crap about them in Russia, and um, but you know it 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 sucks because it's such a wonderful place. Um, it's just run by not necessarily a, a person who I guess was once a better person in his heyday, and now he's kind of a little bit off the rails. A little bit of chaos in that country, um, and so she was just ex- expressing her displeasure at at it. And 
But I ended up after the talk, she'd be like, well, everything's fine. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> but there was a time where I was actually very scared because they were teetering on like whether or not it is. And I was doing all my, you know, panic WebMD research when I was looking at, you know, possible uh, treatments for hernias. And a lot of them I took, was reading on horror stories about the mesh and how after a long time, after, you know, long use of like the mesh in your system, how it could like move and, and, um, uh, start pulling on your skin and disintegrating and just really weird things that, you know, was not good. And so I was in a panic because I didn't want that surgery. Um, so I'm really happy that everything was okay. Anyways, that was my emergency room story visits. Our house is just a little chaotic right now with Maya's. I was just thinking um, earlier, I'm, I'm kind of glad we don't live in a like a two or three story house because with the amount of time as Maya needs us, she uh, has a bunk bed. So she's primarily not coming down and it's like, I need water. I need this. I need that. Please do this. Please do that, which is fine because she's sick, but it's a lot of back and forth. So I am glad we don't have like a two or three story house. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, walking up those stairs. Yeah, but she is on the mend, and hopefully we'll be feeling up to maybe going to school tomorrow. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. She was, uh, she was asking me what happens if she doesn't feel good at school. I was like, oh, you just go to the nurse. They have nurses, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I mean, I remember. It's scary going my, to the nurse. I mean, you yeah. really. It's like you know, sending yourself to the doctor. It's like. Mm-hmm. Or the more the urgent care, like, do I feel bad enough to go? <laughs> when I was at the nurse's office when I was younger, I always felt like I was lying. Because half the time I was, though, I think I just wanted to go home. Yeah, me too. Like, I was like, yo, let me really try and pull this off. I could see you doing that a lot, though. No, surprisingly, I didn't really as much. Yeah, no, I was at maybe like a handful of times, like four times within my whole time. I got caught lying one time because I told them that my stomach hurt and she was saying like point to where I pointed in the wrong spot. She's like, are you sure that's a stomach ache? And then she's like, okay, maybe she go lay down for a little bit. So I laid down, but when she came to see me, I guess I was on a chair and I think my feet were up and I was reading a magazine, just like relaxing. And I could hear her phone conversation to my mom just saying, like, I don't know, I think she's all right. But I was spoiled, so I'm pretty sure my mom came and got me anyways. Probably. But that's good, though, you know, everybody. I think there was a test. I think that's the, the beginning of me having anxiety over taking tests. But Ah, trying to get out of a test. Yes, 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 yes. Huh. But it's been a long week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No! Oh my god. You know, we were going to do this yesterday, but sorry, Oreo's crying. I mean, really upset. We we're going to do this yesterday, but you know, this week has been such a long week obviously with Maya. You know, we've been very preoccupied and you know, but we're still trying to be consistent. We're still trying to get it out. We're still trying to let you know how to adoptees are trying to function in this world more specifically New York City and all the trials and tribulations that come with it. Yeah, like like you're just saying, it's, 
it's kind of been a long week, so I think we're just going to make this one a little bit short. And yeah. uh, next week we will be back. Uh, I hope you have a really good week, really good day, really good night, really good morning, and uh, life is good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, take care, and we'll see you next week. Peace.